Welcome back to an all new installment of the Super Metal Brothers podcast where salvation can only be achieved by listening to Saw. Some more Super Metal Brothers. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. With that bleak look outlook on life, Danny, we are talking about the latest White Town album there. We've come back now. We're doing reviews again. I know the fans wanted to hear our like you know top 10 again at the end of the year and our top five as well, you know, where White Town fits. Well, we'll discuss that at the end of the show. Trident Wolf Eclipse is the name of the album. Sounds like a great magic gathering card Danny what do you think yeah again I'm not that nerdy so I'll have to take your word for it I'm more into like Pokemon right and, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. much that's much better with the ladies yeah, that's a thought. Um, make sure they're over 17 this time Danny um, <laughs> Easy. We, are, we are also asking the question should metal bands boycott the Grammys now we did talk about this last year we didn't like the idea of the Grammys they're overrated the whole idea of having the um, idea of the performance is how they sell of metal achievement and someone's been listening to the podcast Danny apart from our three or four fans here in Adelaide South Australia yeah we I guess Avenged Sevenfold they really do listen to us because ever since we've attacked them on their release of the stage album yeah and how they really should be a bit smarter that they I guess they, they respect our opinion now yeah think, you know what yeah the Grammys are crap yeah and let's not go they haven't televised it this year but we'll get into a little bit more of that at the end of, at the middle of our show but first, Danny, let's get straight into the news. Phil Anselmo on possibly performing with Dimebag Hologram. Well, it could have been perfect, he reckons. Um, you know, even though Dimebag Daryl, he might even get like messed up every night or whatever. Every time he turns up to a gig, he's given 100%. Uh, we talked about this last year, Danny, where the idea of a hologram isn't something that uh, we kind of idea think with. You know, we would rather you know, watch the, a nice gig on a DVD rather than seeing a PS3 enactment of Ronnie James Dio brought to us by Ubisoft. Yeah, no, that's true. And the same thing with um, Pantera. It's, it will be hard, like, especially people like Vinnie Paul seeing it like, actually, you probably won't even see his brother be playing because the hologram, I guess, protects only from one direction. So he's on the drums at the back and he's like, oh man, my brother's playing but I can't see him. People are like, nah, I can't deal with this. Yeah, and like you said, the problem with this as well is that there is uh, the idea of Vinnie Paul and he doesn't really want to be on stage with Philip Pantelmo anymore. In fact, it really sounds like the days of Pantera died when Dimebag did. So if he really wants this gig of a hologram to happen, he's going to have to have the team work on the whole entire band being yeah. digitized from Xbox One graphics, Danny. And uh, that is just something that Pantera fans surely couldn't get on board with. Oh, you can't do it. You just can't have one guy on stage singing to like a pretty much an MP3 file with... Um colorful effects in the background yeah, so, yeah. even Craig Goldie though he, he's come out and said because he's been touring with the Ronnie James Dio hologram and he reckons it's very surreal and heart-wrenching but I would say it would be blocky and pixelated <laughs> so you know these are all just terms I'm throwing out there but really it's just a bit strange I mean like you said before it's really a live feed that they've been pre-recorded from Dio so whatever his best concert was at the time they would have pulled that concert out and had the guys play just whatever. Do it. It's a great gig, man. Like it's, a, it's as far as like it'd be like a cover show, really, because it's not Dio there. It's it's a it's a recorded version, so it really would just feel like you know running through the numbers. Yeah, exactly. And you, even though it's live, you just know it's not. So you'd always hear when the um, let's say the offbeat drum comes in, or the yeah. drop of the stick, or the guitar misses a lick. You, so you know you're anticipating. So I've heard this like. DVD 20 times already, so I know when this is going to occur. <laughs> so it's not really live. You're just, again, you're watching like a live DVD. Why well, so. as if they have to go to different countries? So do they go to the country that they record it, or do they do that whole thing like The Simpsons where it's like, hello there. Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, right. It's really good to be in Australia <laughs> with all you kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but like, oh, hopefully that Y2K bug, that was funny. 
Um, what about Alex Liveson uh, quitting Rush, man? That's kind of funny if you don't like Rush. Although I'd like to think that there are some major Rush fans still in their 50s to uh, 75 right going now listening to those uh, classic tracks like that. I couldn't be bothered rehearsing, Denny. Oh, yeah. just I mean, Rush songs are long and complicated. Look, they, they spawned a lot of the whole progressive rock and psychedelic yeah. rock type era people like dream theater you see probably symphony x to a degree all probably spawn from that yeah i guess even, progressive metal to a degree has someone to think like that or yeah. even yes or because before then who thought you could do a 10 15 minute long song and people pay attention I, yeah i wouldn't think that was possible i mean some oh, yeah okay go back to classical pieces they're all long but they're all one whole show so that's a bit that's different. right and most of the time they had to do it so the ending lasts more of the time than you know a wedding or a funeral and yeah. uh for some people that would be the life cycle of a rush song sometimes um it is a shame though, you know, like you said, it's the way it is and we want to see sometimes these things get together like the next story with Robert Plant uh, recording with Jimmy Page again. Um, Robert Plant can't even imagine it happening to be honest, um, but if he wants to, to happen, you know, he can't give it a disservice. Now, I always thought Robert Plant was dead because I was thinking to myself, like with Queen getting together now, that why not just get together every five, ten years, play it like, you know... The, the the Sistine Chapel or, you know, just block off a task and have everyone come down there on a boat or something. Like, they would sell out anywhere at any time kind of thing. Yeah. Had to get in the middle of a volcano. Hell, I'll get pretty hot and sweaty to go and check it out. Yeah, definitely. These good guys could, like, sell out any arena in the world if they came back together. They would make a mint. Yeah. Like, yeah they've made, what, Stairway to Heaven was the first billion-dollar song, whatever. So, money's not an issue for these gentlemen. And I guess that's, that's how bad... I guess the relationship between maybe Jimmy and Robert is that they just literally can't go into a room together even with a shitload of money. Yeah. So I guess they still have shitload of money though because I mean still like you said, billion yeah. dollars from one song and it still to this day gets played on Triple M religiously I'd imagine. Yeah, it does. Even though it's like eight minutes they don't play Stargazer. Yeah, I know. Uh, a far more iconic and memorable song that no one can think about so whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Slayer to make an exit with one final tour. Danny, the end of the era. Apparently it's been 35 years uh, that this thrash band has been thrashing it in all states and all countries. In all toilets. Now, what happened? Well, I guess it seems like it kind of imploded or whatever, because there's talk about money being an issue, the guys getting older, and they find it harder to get up in the morning. And I guess Viagra can only help so many appendages. <laughs> what do you think, though? Do you think now that it's over, we're going to be happy and celebrate it, or will Slayer fans need more appendages to carve? Yeah, it's tricky because uh, it sounds like Tom Araya sounds like it, he's done. Like yeah. he said, I'm, it's 35 years. I miss my kids growing up and now I have a chance to hang out when they're older. And that's it. So now he's talking about family. So kind of that normally out trumps or outweighs the music side. And mm. again, they've, they've made had a great career. They've made tons of money. Yeah. Um, the medical industry is loving him. The razor blade industry is loving him. Yeah, he's that's right. Forearm injuries. Cross so, promotion is good. Yeah, so that, they're loving that as well. Unfortunately, I think forearm injuries will be going an increase for next year until the tour stops and then they'll I mean, go down how, again. how else would you know what your favorite band is unless you like car and then blowtorch the name into it yeah Kerry King's wife though has confirmed that um, I think that Kerry King was still writing stuff though as well you know like Kerry King's still going to be a part of it and do his own thing so we get to hear all those nonsensical guitar solos yeah. and you know, headbanging thrashers from the 80s again in 2018, which, or 19, he might sit on his ass for a bit, whatever. Yeah. It's his call, you know. He's still riding for that perfect solo. He will get there one day. He will get there. Uh, it all comes down to the day, man. Like, I'm <laughs> sure he's hit the right notes at some point in the right time. Just not the same 
gig. <laughs> or, they, need you like, they need you like a hologram of his solo. So like Kerry King's <laughs> playing, then he steps back and his hologram comes in and starts soloing it. Thank you. Uh, Mike Portnoy can't read death metal logos now. Well, apparently, you know, that's a big deal. I, I've struggled for at least 33 years of my 33-year lifestyle and I'm sure another 33 years trying to understand them. Such so as the gimmick, right? You know, death metal logos. Yeah. They look like a bunch of tree uh, branches. Branches, yeah, yeah. Just thrown together and set on fire. So... With that, it's no big deal. A border had a fun, a fun with it though. They've uh, just said uh, maybe they could change their font to Arial Black. Although to be honest, him not being able to read a border is a problem because that logo out of all of it was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, that's that's true. I, look, it it is a fair like point he does make. I mean, Metal sucks. They do a weekly thing saying unreadable band logo of the week. And if you guess it right, you win yourself a prize pack. It, it is a real thing, and yeah, I don't know how these bands get. Like marketability, yeah. like range. Like, don't you want people to know your and how you know, to spell it? Exactly. I mean, sure, your music sounds like yeah, a carcass of an animal has been disintegrated by the world's like rustiest chainsaw in a hallway. Yeah. In a hallway. Yeah, yeah. But don't you want people to know the name of your band so they can check out that rusted, yeah. dying rabbit fetus? Like, isn't that the whole point? Because they want to start their own like gardening business and they like the sound of that chainsaw. If they need to know the sound of chainsaw and they need to know your song. Exactly so, right. Yeah. So with that, you know. I'm thinking that um, maybe Portnoy could maybe spend more than five minutes reading the, uh, I think it was the Devastation of the Nation tour poster. Because there's about two or three things that he could have probably done. But maybe that's why Dream Theater got rid of him because he's lazy. I mean, if you can't even read words, then can he even play words or music? (laughs) (laughs) Play words. Oh, you can play words on your guitar. You can play like F-A-C-E. You can play face. That's right. Exactly right. Um, So... I was watching this video on the internet uh, just recently about a woman woman bringing her kid into the wall of death. Now, the fans got her out of there pretty safe, but I, I found it really hard to see, to be honest. Like, I was trying to check it out, and they had that there. This is the woman. Now, is she a woman that got caught, caught up in it, you reckon, Danny? Or the most laziest parenting or just someone that did it intentionally to uh, kind of like, you know, with the Tekken series where... The, the father throws um, his son off a cliff to the tigers. So, like, it was really his son. It would come back, fight the tigers, and be even stronger than ever. Right. So, maybe she was trying to, like, give it character, like, throwing it into a pit. So, like, if you're really a metalhead, you know, you will come out on top. You will become king of the metalheads. Exactly. They shall, <laughs> your name shall spread across this Could land. Can you imagine what kind of uh, song he would write when he came out of it? <laughs> or she, you know, I, I couldn't determine the sex of the baby. Um, Danny, what do you think of the video? Yeah, it's pretty shit parenting, man. I mean, why are you even bringing your kid? Like, the baby was literally like, I don't know, six months old. From I can only tell from afar, so I'm guessing about six months old. So it, it should have had, like, the, the necessary requirements from going to any gig. The headphones... The stroller, the being in another probably place. Yeah, it should have know. not been there, like full stop. I mean, like, I mean, you would spend all day in a gig. The baby's gonna be outside all day, yeah. listening to loud noise. That's that's like child abuse, man. Like, that's not like, oh, yeah, it's even, hard. It's heavy. No, it's not. You're an idiot. Even if it is the best music in the world, it's she's not gonna, the kid's not gonna be able to remember it. So, no. like, give it the chance when you know it's had its first disappointment in life. Like, you didn't get that Christmas present. That then it has the harbored resentment of Hank mankind. Yeah. Then it likes metal. That's you know, right. like yeah. metal. You know, I think with metal, you know, you can't go into it happy. You have to have something happened in your life that was so traumatic and catastrophic that you, you and you're too lazy to go like to professionals to seek help. You know, 
do it through music. Uh, well, the baby could be like a crack baby, so it really could have like. Issues. That's true, actually. Know. And in that case, maybe that's then she should be arrested even for yeah, <laughs> really bad parenting. <laughs> then it is our uh, judicial system that's failed the baby, yeah. not the mother. I think that's Gene of the Week, that lady. Yeah, she gets yeah. the Gene Award of the Week for sure. So she might even get the award at the end of the year. To uh, be honest, yeah, she's it's pretty pretty high up. She's there. pretty yeah. high up at the moment. Um, Machine Head frontman slams rock and metal bands for not agreeing with him. Oh, sorry, not standing up and saying anything. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Whenever I hear someone come out and say this, that not enough people are doing activism enough, it's generally because they're not agreeing with him enough. Because generally, because we find that these people that kind of sit on the uh, on, on a certain style of politics, whether it be like Billy Joe Armstrong or this guy here, they're very vocal and very passionate about what they have to say. So I do think there is people out there doing it. I mean, that whole middle community is built around, you know, government and just a way of religion or a set of political ideas or whatever. So um, there's plenty of bands doing that. I think he's just, um, I think, I don't know, I feel like we've done him a lot now and he's really put himself away from the middle community, you know, and he's really cut himself out of it. So I think, um, I don't know, I just think this guy needs to like return to his roots and go to some local shows again. And just, re- you, know how, like, the, you know how like the, um, the, the martial artist gets beaten, right? He thinks he's the best thing. Like Rocky, you know, Rocky, he, he, he's, he's number one. Is this Rocky 2, Daniel? When, when he, like, he's come off uh, a win? Rocky 2, he wins it. Yeah, so Rocky, Rocky 3. Rocky 3, he loses to, like, Mr. T, I think. That's yeah. right. So this is the Rocky 3. I think he's Rocky 3. He needs to get beaten, right, by some black dude. Then he needs to go through a walk through the forest or whatever, train again. And by that, he has to go to see some live shows, see people struggling, talking about real political issues, real struggles, and then come back with some new inspiration for the world yeah, and real appreciation. He has, yeah, he has to record a cool montage, like some yeah. cheesy 80s power song in the background. That'd yeah. be sweet. But instead of him like fighting things, he's like doing like uh, push-ups with his fingers <laughs> and he's like doing this mad like skills on his guitar, but some of his, his like, mentors there slapping him with like a fire swatter every time he misses yeah. the right note. And he's playing like those overhead playing fighting games where you have to like keep smacking those two butters really quickly. <laughs> it's like, that's just like... You can do it. You can do it, Robbie. Yeah, so we're, we're thinking that uh, our friend over there needs to uh, seriously get himself in the 80s uh, yeah. movie. And if, if he feels that bad and no like standing up for anything, just talk to his mate, Corey Taylor. Because between the two of them, there's no room for anybody else to like, have an opinion. They're just like dominating the market. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, what about Soilwork? They're actually writing a new album with their new drummer right now. It's actually the Dirk Vibulant part two. He's actually a Dirk Vibulant student called Bastian Thusgaard. And... Uh, Played with bands like Blood Label, Dawn of Demise, and the Arcane Order. Don't know any of those bands. Probably oh, yeah. should have done some research before the show. But I could safely assume that he could play anything that Soilwork can play. Yeah, that's a bit of favoritism, isn't it? It's like, hey, they, like I got a guy for you. Like he's pretty much. I've taught him to play exactly like me, so it makes it easy for you guys. Yeah, just that's jump in there. I'm sure maybe Derek will be like, um, you know, yeah, the song you're doing. Yeah, I would do this drum beat. It's like, but it's my song, Dad. And then uh, there's the whole. Yeah things that come out you know it's and then like, it's like another montage where he's like has to beat his dad and rise above his dad like I'm teaching and then his dad stands up at the end of the day like so proud of you son you bet yeah. me and then there's like a slow clap yeah, that's <laughs> and, Rob, right. and Rob there from Machine Head's there clapping <laughs> make it the same movie it'd be amazing uh, what about Demi Borgia Dan it's been seven years from the last album Abrahadabra which really was a little underwhelming Demi Borgia I think have hit that limit where They've gone from making evil sounds that would really sit in the Church of Satan and more sounds that would fit as the bad guy from Lord of the Rings yeah, or, yeah. or Magic the Gathering, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Pokemon if you like. <laughs> I'm sure this Team album, Rocket, if they don't go any heavier, honestly, it's going to be the Team Rocket theme song. <laughs> These guys are very careful. I just found that with Abrahadabra, it just wasn't as riff heavy. It was very much censored with this 
orchestration that really at times even didn't feel that evil. It was almost like angelic and it was like atmospheric. Like they were going into the forest, which normally black metalheads do, but they weren't killing anyone. So I'm like, well, what else do you do in a forest? They were almost having a good time being surrounded by the moisture and, you know, the climate change and being like, ah, this is kind of like nice. I'm like, ah, it's kind of... And it just, it needs... I'm just saying to someone throw a dead body in the room and just being like, come on, let's talk about that. So I am a little precarious because I do like Golder a lot that the guitarist that left um, uh, Old Man Child in order to r- r- find his dream of earning some money for a change. Um, what do you think though, Danny? Are you excited for this Dimmy Borgie record? Well, here's a quote that one of the band members like spewed, uh, spewed out during... It has the- to be Shagrath. I'm just, I'm just going to call her because yeah. if it's a quote, it's Shagrath. During the interview about this new album, I think this might sum up the tone. It might get you to be excited, Matt. And this is our quote. Our energy is our through and our compass when we make riffs and pierce through the veil when we go beyond. Um, so I got veil, I got beyond. Oh, sorry, our energy is our torch. Oh, our torch. Our energy My handwriting is, is terrible. Our energy is our torch and our compass when we make riffs and pierce through the veil when we go beyond. Well, I think they're going to need a bigger torch or a more evil torch because um, I am slightly interested in hearing this album. Again, I do like Golda. I think at times these guys have really struck gold with albums like In Sorte Diaboli and uh, Puritanical, you know, with a new lineup. However, the last two, I mean, yeah, the last one before, you know, just slightly reserved well going by that quote it sounds like they're getting the inspiration for like ultimate warrior so <laughs> are they going to change their face makeup for like black uh, and white death paint to like ultimate warrior like tribal yeah. war paint what you do you get a dictionary you cut out random assortment of words and you just kind of like smush them together in a blender and uh there's your sentence right yeah. there yeah. uh let's just finish it off with uh, cradle of filth though uh danny filth has called out the same anger album for what it is dreadful and also Machine Head's Rob Flynn as being wanting to be Fred Durst. Now, that's interesting because I've never seen him wear a backwards cap and, uh, you know, talk about new metal. But again, he reckons he did the first album, Burning Eyes, and that was very much a new metal kind of project at the time. Once I think that Rob Flynn's completely abandoned now with the guys from, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, from the from Machine Head. Yeah. Uh, Danny, San Anger, pretty yeah. bad. Well, he... he- didn't like it that much that he actually returned it. So oh. he's only returned two albums in his life. That was one. The other was um, Venom. Venom Black, record, yeah. yeah Black yeah. Metal, whatever. He said they're both like atrocious. And he says he blames Lars because Lars, even even at the new album, he said the songs are too long and they don't like come back on themselves and they're not well structured. And he blames Lars because he's the one that gets his final editing and even says, I don't think Lars, to be fair, is not the best drummer in the world. So, yeah, yeah pretty big digs, man. And, yeah. Uh, well, it's probably fair because, well, let's talk to Metallic fans. And then they're like, nah, man, they're the best band ever. Oh. And everything they do is like a step above the rest. And they've been like the best ever, blah, blah, blah. You can't tell Metallica fans that Metallica aren't good because they would just get really angry and defensive. Oh, but, that's right. That, that, yeah. that next album could be them making breakfast, you know, throwing the carrots in the juicer, putting the toast in the, to- uh, putting the bread in the toaster. It doesn't come in, in toast. I knew that. I'm sorry, uh, year seven. Uh, primary school yeah. you know and they could have all those samples mixed into a link and Metallica fans would still defend and would want to pay $110 to see them play the uh, breakfast track live you know, every every time they want you know so yeah. you're right it's the way it is um, but uh, Rob Flynn being Fred Durst maybe when they first started maybe um, yeah. is Fred Durst I would have thought he was more like uh, who else is a real self-opinionated um, oh Corey Taylor I reckon, you should have, I reckon he's more like Corey Taylor than he is uh, you know 
someone slightly leaning left has an opinion on everything yeah. and it's an incredibly passionate opinion. You can't just be like, you know, what, what's your opinion on uh, today's weather? Uh, normal people would be like, yeah, it's all right. But you kind of feel like these two guys would be like, you know what, I'm going to tell you, it's oppressive, man. I walked outside, I felt the heat and it reminded me of, you know, the Obama administration going into, you know, now with um, Trump. You know, it really upsets me, whatever. <laughs> I'm right. like, you know, and it's like, dude, just chill out, man. You know, it, it, it's rain, you know, just like deal with it, you know. So, again, that's my take on the era of the Fred Durst um, oppression era. Have you got quote from Bill Madsen? People are now dumb and ballistic what you just said. What are you talking about? It's the heat. We'll blame the heat. Dude, it is 42 oh, degrees in here today. It is unbelievable. Oh, air conditioning. I'm dying. Oh, man. If you guys want to... We might start a Patreon to get an air conditioner in our room because Adelaide, I don't know what's happened, but um, man, those uh, polar ice caps melting is not doing us any favors right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's question. talk about metal. So we'll jump over to our podcast question this week. Podcast question this week. Are Avenged Sevenfold right in dodging the Grammys? Uh, basically, they're cutting the medal segment of the best performance um, out of the TV slot. So now, if you want to know who won it, you have to like Google it, which really isn't just much fun, you know. Heavy Metal has done so much for the communities out there, so much for music, you know. It's a style that doesn't take uh, people who are not very good at their instrument lightly. You know, they demand a high level of precision, of songwriting ability, of practice, you know, it really is a demanding um, uh, artistic form and it hasn't gotten the credits it needed and now it feels like it's even getting pushed back even more. Uh, the funny thing is though, Danny, that we've seen heavy metal and rock uh, kind of take a second uh, step back now because apparently like R&B now and that's kind of taken over. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that it should be diminished from the, like our image straight away. In fact, it's done so much before then to not get the recognition what do you think, Danny? Uh, we're talking about now Avenged Sevenfold, though, saying that they're going to skip the awards. What do you have to say about it? Yeah, so if they win or lose, whatever, they're still not going to rock up. And look, I give them credit for them to stand by their opinions and their morals and yeah. etc. That's great. But at the same time, I just don't think the Grammys will care. Like They're so up themselves and they have so much little appreciation and respect for metal. They're like, oh, good, because you guys are childish anyway, so what's the point of why you? You can have like a... A rubber band effect, or they just like, oh, really? They didn't rock up? Uh, who cares? Because yeah. it's not being showed anyway, so it gives a shit. You're not going to see it. I kind of feel like right now that their protests would be like, you know what? The, the, the old farts from the Grammys would basically go turn around and say, look at how much disrespect they give us. You know, we give them a, a seat at the table, albeit it's not close to the table, it's actually at the, uh, at the exit. Yeah, next, to, <laughs> next to the restroom. Yeah, yeah, next to the restroom where you can only hear the toilets flushing, which everyone confuses for the latest. Um, you know, pop record that's come yeah. out of that shit anyway. Like Triple J, Hottest 100 song. <laughs> Yay, wankers. I heard that number one song was more of a sample of farts than it was an actual uh, musical piece, to be honest. But well, I know, I've yeah. never listened to it. No, I won't no. listen to it. Anyway, look, we're talking about Event Sevenfold, Danny, and I agree with the protest because I, I was actually hoping that the people, someone who would actually win it would actually do a segment and they'd be like, okay, instead of like accepting the award and thank you for people, that they like would step up and say, you know what, Heavy Metal, exactly what we just said like t- five minutes ago where, you know, Heavy Metal was amazing and this is not getting the credit it deserves from your people. So with that, I'm going to relinquish the title of Best uh, Performance Record and and self-congratulate myself with an even bigger title being Heavy Metal Master of the Universe Award <laughs> yeah, right. and pull that from underneath and like the whole crowd would erupt because yeah. then the Grammys now would be like that's the award yeah. so now the award for Heavy Metal for 2019 would be 
a heavy metal master of the universe. That'd be great. Like some guy pulls out like an angle grinder, cuts off the head of the Grammy. Oh, was it the little angel holding the globe? Yeah. Cuts it off and then it brings their own like trident out or something. That's right. Like, Star metal award. Yeah, or just, you know, just just hit it off the the the, uh, the, uh, the top. You know, it's like you know, there's a big uh, you know, thing in front of them. Just hey, knock it off that. Present yourself. Well, it doesn't have to be like a globe. It should be like a title, like the WWE title where he's holding it like this. And he's like, you know, I am the master of the universe. And then people have to like verse him to take the title off of him. Yeah, but they can't verse him because all these pop guys get other people to write their music for him. So well, that's right. They have to get the other people to find him so, for him yeah. and take the credit. Yeah, yeah so whoever wrote, wrote the latest... Oh, man, I can't even think of a pop musician right now. I just said Beyonce. Whatever. Yeah, so whoever, like, the exactly... So I, I take on Beyonce and then all of a sudden, like, these 15 dudes in suits rock up and like who are these guys and like we are Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> that's right B is for Bob E is for Aaron Y is for Yosemite <laughs> who run the world guys like us in 15 suits <laughs> that didn't sound as catchy so we had to say girls yeah, yeah, yeah Um, I would love to do you think though somewhere in the hearts maybe the guys who run or the guys and girls who run the Grammys when they get events so fold saying we're not going to rock up they get offended and they're like you know what what have we done? And then that music from the World War II movie goes, <laughs> see the flashbacks of like when Metallica lost to Jethro Tull and to when um, Tenacious D won like the best metal performance. Or, or, or Megadeth got played Metallica songs yeah. over there. So. Um, they just snaps, they drop, they drop whatever they're yeah. holding, some what like, coffee done? mug. <laughs> so at the end of Usual Suspects, they drop this coffee mug. We, we are the monsters. Yeah, exactly. Like they get the whole twist ending that they created for themselves. Um, <laughs> rhythm montage. <laughs> Uh, uh, see how our fans say oh yeah go on uh, okay these, uh, they're very very opinionated these are very in-depth things so we shall read them out first one was Jay Anderson yeah fuck the Grammys they don't know F4 about heavy metal anyway probably just give it up to Jay-Z or some shit like that anyway that's fair Clayton Carson metal has always been for the outsiders anyway so F the Grammys and just do our own thing Ryan Whittaker if the violence of R&B and other aggressive genres are able to populate the radio stations, then why can't metal? The genre should be treated with the same courtesy as everything else, but it's frowned upon because it's considered violent and aggressive. Yet, some of the most beautiful songs I've ever listened to have been written by metal bands. Up the irons and bring the metal to the world. It's the best. Mm. Very good, very good there. And uh, Amy Carson. When I think Grammys, I don't think about metal at all. It's sad that the genre isn't more widely accepted in the mainstream, but at the same time, even the bands, musicians and that are nominated aren't necessarily ones I think should be there anyway, which is a fair point. Yeah. If they feel like the award isn't uh, showing full appreciation for the genre, especially by not televising it or allowing any metal bands to perform, then yes, I understand why they won't want to go. That's the problem really, is that the, it's, they're always the top dogs and the top dogs are always playing politics. They're always playing what's going to be best for the business and make the most money, but it doesn't necessarily do what's best for their music making a real statement or really just creating a buzz around the industry and around metal, which really, it, it I think, sustains it, you know, is having like outsiders, like the guys were saying, rub up against and press on against what is going on, what, what is being normalized by, really, it's just pretty average uh, attitudes around it. And really, I think taking it on, head on, is probably something that it needs to do. Yeah, and the last one was Connie Broom, who says, I hope it does, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's um, true. I would like to see, you know, I really like to see these top dogs like Metallica and that really making a stand, but they just don't. Like yeah, anything political, don't. anything. And they, these guys always started off the front foot really rubbing up against it, you know, talking about everything like substance abuse and all that kind of stuff. But now yeah. it's like they, they, they've gone so far away from 
from what's so important in life and uh, what's really created these bands, giving these guys a, a starting point. And it's really about just kind of taking apart in society what's not working. Um, yeah. Social commentary, perhaps. And that's the one thing the Grammys keep missing because, like you said, they're just evangelizing these... Uh, what you said, like uh, problems in society that uh, that metal and other things dress up, but like metal has a tone that's just too abrasive for it or something. Yeah, but it, it is ridiculous. I mean, the, the one of the biggest songs of all time is Stairway to Heaven. And that's really massive because <clears throat> the middle section has that rock out part. Mm. Same as Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. If it wasn't for that rock out part in the middle, no one would give a shit about that song. Yeah, exactly. So these two of the biggest songs in the world are due to their heaviness. And like, if you can't accept that, even ACDC, Back in Black, the fourth biggest selling album of all time, that's kind of heavy metal, but yeah, yeah. hard rock metal. So it is there, people love it, but it's, I don't know sure if it's like a sign of that, if people who like metal don't, you know, can't be easily convinced and they're not like sheep, so therefore we don't want metal to become big because people don't think differently and all mm. that stuff. I'm not sure if that's like a Illuminati type area you want to go down, but... It sounds like you're already started to... Yeah, like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So that's my thought. But you're right, it is. it should be respected more and treated better. Until yeah. these big commercial markets do, it's just not going to happen. But they yeah. go to Europe and stuff, and it does. Like They play the song up on the radio, yeah. and it's on like, TV and stuff. So they get, even the commercial breaks popularize it. You have guys like, in death metal bands with like, cough drops, advertising cough drops yeah. and stuff. So, or they, they yeah. actually audition it with those uh, music shows where it's like, you know, if you are the one kind of thing... You know, where they actually have some guy screaming a metal song from Cybreed or from something. And yeah, people get behind it. They really dig it, you know. It makes sense. And even some of the judges are like, damn, yeah, that's, my, that's my jam. Yeah. Here, they're like, they're like, ooh, like it's screaming, you yeah. know. And Dr. Goodrum needs to like finger bash itself up to some classical jazz piece. I'm like, well, you know, as long as you videotape and put it out on the internet <laughs> so we can like criticize it, you know, that'd be okay. Yeah, but some made a good point about like having our own. And we do have our own stuff now, like the Golden God Awards. But even those, those awards are like only the best guys get voted and even those are weird. It's like, a damn popularity yeah, contest, you, you know. Just, what, what you guys are trying to start, you've already just destroyed it by who you think's popular. Like, yeah. the best singer, Russell Allen never gets nominated. Like, how can this bloke not even get nominated? Yeah. This is this disgusting. Like, it should be named after him the oh. award and then he should win his own award every year. You yeah, know? even like guitars, like Lizzie Howell's best shred. Like, you mean shred? Like, so it, and that's what's come to it. Like, we've decided to we make... We use a guitar to make lettuce. Like. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like the popular vote. Like, now we're going for the popular vote, not for the, the one yeah. who should win it. And, um, exactly. So we, we, we really can't say we're better than them, but at least we do give them something, some yeah. sort of accreditation. Yeah, exactly. And we, and that, if we could televise it, we would, right? Uh, you know, I think you can stream it live and stuff. Oh, like, that's but, close enough. I'll yeah, stream it on my TV and then I can pretend it's live yeah. you know, from a network. Yeah, yeah, do that. All right. So I guess with that, dude, we've really hit, uh, again, like we, we I agree with you, Avenged Sevenfold, we're with you at the camp, thank you for listening to our show and getting the idea from us, we probably came up with it first anyway, let's be honest, Yeah. Um, but uh, will it make a difference? Uh, probably not. You know why? The, the Grammys is probably so petty that Avenged Sevenfold probably did win this award, but now they're not going to give them, now no. they'll give it to someone else who rocked up, because yeah. they're like, you know what, screw you, Avenged Sevenfold, you can't beat us. Yeah, they're just going to give it to Metallica and you know pat their <laughs> balls on the way through, and Metallica will be like, yeah, this is the greatest award thing ever, thank you for nominating us and being like, dude, like the whole medical community thinks it's a bag of dick, like whatever, take your award and but over there yeah. the Simpsons did it when uh, Homer won the Grammys for like his barbershop quartet and he's got to pay the um, bellboy off in the Grammys he goes oh Grammys and throws up the side of the wall exactly because that's what it means alright so let's move on to our featured presentation this week the CD review White Hand album Trident Wolf Eclipse year 2018 Danny we are talking black metal we generally cover black and death and all that kind of metal but I think this one might be 
the first true black metal album from start. Actually, no, you could uh, say the same for yeah, Buried With and Invoke and stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this is a, an album that we're going to review. It's the first anyway. one of the year they've done, which is black metal. Exactly. So there we go. 2018, Reputation Saints. We're talking about Satan and forests <laughs> and stuff like that. Now, Danny, we know that Wyatan are acclaimed as being a black metal band. And this album came no surprises to us, but did we like it? You know, we generally don't review them these every week. So let's talk about the album, Daddy. What do you want to talk about first? Well, it is a short album to start with. Good news. Um, yeah, the last one doesn't count because it's. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, track nine. So we've got eight yeah. tracks that we're going to really review. 40 minutes long, so yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's something. But yeah, I mean, I mean, straight away, the first one, it literally just kicks straight into it. Like oh. fast, heavy, thrashy. It doesn't start with like this ambience or like a little slow intro. A piano like, thing yeah. setting the mood, you know, and jerking themselves off because they've got, you know, the, the the LA Symphony Choir doing like violins and shit, you yeah. know. It's like, yeah, whatever. This Not is straight up like, okay, your house is burning. Your kids are inside. Um, you know, it's all about to implode. What do you do? Yeah, exactly right. They got the synths. Of course, they have to have the synths, but at least it's not like real slow, again, brooding stuff. It's all just like fast, like staccato type, sending riffs with like a nice minor tone to it, make a real evil sounding. So, yeah, straight away off the bat, first song just like really hits you in the head, man. The whole song is just a great, energetic, intense way to start. And like you said, there's no frills, there's no warming you up to the occasion. It's like this thing is here to cut your nads off. And give it to the hyenas. And uh, what a way to start it. Again, this track from start to finish is awesome. It's just blistering. It's just going at your mile a minute and it's intense. And definitely, like I said, it's angry. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, that's a great song. A little bit of groove in the middle, which helps break it up. So they're not just trying to play yeah. last beats like 100%. Exactly. So then you're thinking, oh, maybe going into track two, we're going to get more of the same as this, the album is going to be. And it's not. Straight away, they're already showing up their diversity with bringing in a track that's a little bit slower. A little bit more focused on being evil and not so angry, but again, it's got a certain feel to it that really feels like the album is going to be going for. Yeah, and it creates a different type of ambience or ambience, how you pronounce it. With um, instead of like using like in the orchestra or the synth to slow down and create like a mood, these guys are, are now using like thunder crashing or like flame burst as they're like to create like big impacts. Yeah. And wow. So yeah. they really crescendo to that and really makes it wow. This is really cool. So. Very, very evil. Yeah, you got this whole arpeggio section with this like awesome groove going on as well. You know, there's a lot of chordal passages that are very dark and they're yeah, very intense. It really feels like that. You know, it doesn't feel like so much as riffs in the sense that that's really about these ugly, dark smashing of chords together with this amazing amount of musicianship from every band member. It's yeah, again, this track it's pulled back a bit in one area, but another emotion is heightened because of it. Yeah, exactly. And then they have like. Uh, solo in the middle but the solo is not really dominant it's like it's kind of like played in the background of like the instrumentation I thought it was quite interesting like very fast and all that technical stuff but I think the one thing is definitely the drumming at the end of the track though that was one thing for me that really stood out I was like damn like you really showcase of how great this band is because the rhythm section underneath those riffs are starting to really come out and become its own so I really like but never to the point where he's overshadowing the, 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 the whole sound he's just making it sound even more evil no, they're right. And then I guess uh, track three, it's then stripped back even more. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like a folk metal kind of feel to it now, I feel like, you know. It's just got a little... Bit of a waltz. Yeah, like a waltz yeah. kind of thing. But again, it's not like a waltz where you do something with your loved one. It's like, you know, your loved one's dead. It's gone, <laughs> gone to hell and then... Drag it through the forest. And, and it haunts you every day and it comes out and just flicks your nuts every like 30 minutes, you know. That kind of haunts. Yeah, and they try to like change up a bit by just increasing the drumming so they keep that feel going of like that slow waltz but then the drumming just doesn't have to change up to help 
bring it to light. Which yeah, is good. even the vocals in this track now, I'm really starting to appreciate it because there's a bit of that delay and it really sounds like very cool. It really fits in, you know. I really feel like at times the guys from Dark Tranquility, the lead singer there, it's kind of emulate that sound. Can't quite get it because it just needs a little bit of that more girth that this guy's got and it's just amazing. Like he really... Yeah, it's it's just, it's a great track again. You know, it's like you said, it's got a little different twist to that um, feel, but still in a black metal realm. Yeah, and I guess this song and the next song they do these like really long fade outs, which is a bit weird. Like they just literally feed back for like forty seconds. Yeah, so at the end of the track, yeah. And then one of them like it feels like the the chord and the guitar falls out. It's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I think he drops his drumsticks. I think it was just like they've got to press stop on the recording. Yeah, yeah like, they're like they're playing it so budget that they're playing it, and then they have to run over to the recorder. He's <laughs> 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 just guy who went to go take a smoke. Oh shit, he's just press stop. Yeah. But, but this track for me is great. A uh, Fura Diabolus. Yeah. Uh, so I can only assume that means that to the fire of Hitler nah, run, uh, run out of ice cream right I ask yeah. you, he's, he's upset and he's probably like he would kill a whole entire like social um, group of people because he's run out of ice cream oh yeah that's how World War 2 started yeah exactly yeah, exactly right um, good changes I found like uh, it's got a pretty strong song intro line really awesome um, yeah the triplet feels as well they break up the song they kind of go into different um, kind of time signatures as well but they do it pretty uh, it's just smooth. It's good transitions in the song. Just again, really awesome song. Yeah, no, definitely. It has um, more of a rocking feel to it. It's not as evil, but it's more like grooving and rocking to it. A uh, bit near class with the middle there. They they play a bit more with like the vocals, more distorted vocal soundings, and have a bit of a, a ghostly howl backing to give you a bit more of that evil feel to it when they are um, playing their like just heavy riff sections. Yeah. Um, the solo I thought was weird though. The solo it just like kicks into the solo. It's like that's a bit jarring. So yeah. that was a bit off. But it's a shame because the rest of the song does transition well between the different elements. But yeah, the solo that's what I was doing. Just yeah. like kicks into it. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's like that's black metal, right? Sometimes you just gotta like throw that uh, that stuff from left field. Um, a thrown below the next track though um, I really like this one it actually had a very good atmosphere to it it really did sound like the trees yeah. if the trees could talk after they murdered someone they would sound like <laughs> this um, more Lord of the Rings stuff is it yeah it's like you, you're going through a forest and like the forebodingness that a tree will kill you like being in a Mortal Kombat game you know it really felt like that you know it was um, yeah I really I don't, I don't know I just found it really a bit more of, of a surrounding like just really nice but not because it's like black metal and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. Uh, yeah, and they again they're using like the, a big boom sound in the background to help emphasize like this power struggle, whatever it is. I guess the whole flame and loud crashing noises all part of it. So they're, they're doing a bit more with the sound effects. Right? Again, rather than rely, relying just on orchestra fills and choir fills, you really don't get any of that at all throughout the album. They're really using then these big explosion sounds to help yeah. give you a bit of like, oh, what's going yeah. on here? Uh, what about Ultra Pandemic, Danny? Well, that's in brackets as well. Was that? Wait, hold on. Pandemaniac or something many it sounds like a Dibby Borgie word like something that's uh, kind of like sounds evil but they make it more evil by twisting it yeah just call it ultra ultra yeah, yeah it's ultra combo from a killer instinct <laughs> exactly right yeah um, yeah great, great again good energy in the song man really starts fast um, yeah it's pretty pretty groovy um, yeah and you got the Joker making an appearance in the yeah. end of it with those laughs that go for at least a minute and a half. Yeah, I don't think these guys know how to end songs. <laughs> they just yeah. keep saying, well, "Yeah, we like it." Keep doing they, it. They kind of do end the song though. Though, like the last phrase or, or passage of songs generally are evil and stuff like that. However, yeah, it's it's a little unusual. It's definitely an unusual. I mean, if you read the lyrics, maybe it makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's that being at a carnival and like the clown plows his car into like you know 
throws A to J and you know and then <laughs> throws P onwards making the, the like, storytelling about the events that happened I get you um, yeah, yeah but again it's good like the ending this is like standard like typical they're doing that big ending like they keep adding more elements yeah. in with the big crashes with yeah. the laughter with the increased uh, drumming and all that stuff yeah the drumming especially yeah yeah some staccato riffs to make it a bit more jarring again yeah. so the ending is pretty they're setting up for this big ending but the rest of the song is great like it starts off a bit like more thrashy etc but yeah. then it quickly cuts into like a really groovy riff and yeah. the song it is pretty pretty rocking yeah, yeah it is uh, Towards the Sanctuary number track 7 uh, five, this is very thrashy this song isn't it yeah yeah, exactly right. But then it goes into like a slow descending groove as well. So they, they, they try to um keep it different. Like it's not just again start from A to B, like yeah. start to end, just like blast speeds and just like staccato riffing and tremolo picking. They they, they do break it up, which is Yeah, it's and great. that's the thing with every track, isn't it? Like you really find that every track's had a lot of dedication and a lot of like thought put into it. So it's not just sounds like a formula, like everything has things about it and it's all in the compass of being really dark and really like intense you know i'm going to eight track eight which is technically the last track for us to yeah, review because track nine is we'll talk in a sec um yeah fire power just another stronger uh, track danny yeah that's right this one has a bit more of a slow methodic intro yeah. then um slowly increases like tempo you know with like different layers and stuff going through with a big like flame effect like in the background again like repeating the theme throughout the album i guess it makes sense the song is called that at yeah. the end like the fire of it's funny because it says it's called the fire of power. If it was like that, like, the English isn't good. It should be like the power of fire. <laughs> no, 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 the fire of power. No, this one better. It's very it? Star Wars kind of yeah. thing, to do, isn't it? You know, um, it's yeah. Again, this is like the way to to kind of end that track until you go to track nine. Um, Andrew Chris M- M- Miracle, the guy from Chelsea, I think it is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's unselling, I guess. You know, because it's kind of like unusual you know it's definitely outside what the rest of the album is like i guess it kind of puts at the end it's a slower kind of like i guess it's supposed to be foreboding and yeah. unsettling but it really for me it's like uh it's, it feels like they're slowly putting the brakes on you know it's kind of like okay we're gonna take the, the we're coming into the station of of hell and we're just gonna slowly put off so you can get back to your normal life because uh, i generally just kind of tuned out i was like yeah there's a bit of screaming at the end and stuff but meh yeah, I that, didn't find yeah. it necessarily. I mean, it's kind of evilish. You know, it's got like a, a certain tone, but generally, I, I found the rest of the album was more of a thing. So I guess, like uh, by that, in a sense, like you kind of like going back to new reality. I guess it's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get the th- it, like. If there's a theme. Like, most of it's done with like inaudible speaking and tones, make it all evil. Blah blah blah. Mm. But it kind of sounds like if you're in hell, in like a waiting room or an elevator, this is the music they play. Yeah, like when you come slow, back to yeah. Earth, you know, like you got your soul back, so they're playing this out like, are oh, you sure you want to leave? You're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty fine Yeah, with that. pretty sure, man. <laughs> so my, let's yeah. let's, uh, let's finalize this album, just kind of talk about what we loved about, what we didn't like about it, and where it kind of sits. Um, loving the, the track lengths, man. Every track goes exactly for as long as it needs to. And like you said, some of the endings might be a bit interesting or some of the transitions might be a bit jarring, but generally everything's very smooth and it's very engaging and it's a lot of fun to, to listen to some very heavy dark stuff but it's groovy it's not about setting this tone where you need to sit in a, a, a your bathroom with the lights turned off in the middle of the winter to really get how evil this thing is it's just a really dark energy a lot of energy in this album yeah that's great everybody does a fantastic job like the singer oh. the um, drummers the, the two guitarists going against each other yeah yeah creating some very great. intense dark stuff but like you said there's groove and there's elements of catchiness as well and I think that's the thing not catchy like you have to sing the song out but <laughs> yeah, like no. you're naturally drawn to hearing those grooves and being like it infuses straight away in you you know 
Um, yeah. The album doesn't miss the mark of being what it wants to do. And that is, it's groovy, it's heavy, it's satanic, you know, it's it's strong for that round, you know? Yeah, no, it's great. Like, again, they, they've done a lot in each song with like the tempo changes, the different ascending and descending riffs, a bit of staccato playing, tremolo playing, um, added blast beats and double kicks where they felt like it was required. Yeah, every so element, like you said, the drumming is just phenomenal. It does so much to add on certain tracks, like track four, for example, have like the same theme of um, the guitars re-entering with their awesome riffs, but then the drummer then embellishes on it with doing a different grooves and it builds, everything is just building and building and building to sometimes where an orchestrated ending would happen. And um, it's just really good. Endings are endings and there's not like where with certain albums that we reviewed last year, like the Cavalier Conspiracy, where songs would just end because they're like, well, we don't know how to end a song, so just end it. You know, and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, is that it? You know, and it really needs to, when you're telling a story piece like these guys are, it needs to have closure and it needs to be like, Duh, and you're like, yeah, that's exactly how I kind of feel like it needs to do it. And that's the one thing these guys really feel for the music. Um, spooky, it's dark. Each track yeah. has a different feel to it, but it's written really well. The production on it is good for complementing the sound, but it's not inaudible. You know, it doesn't sound like a scritchy painting being scraped across a rusty gate. Yep. Okay. Good. I liked it. This yeah. album was really good. I really recommend it. And for black metal, you know, a lot of times I hear it, I'm like, I don't understand. I can't hear it. The, the, the hi-fi sounds, you know, the treble and all that just, for me, sometimes it's inaudible and I can't hear it with my, with my lazy 35-year-old <laughs> damn ears. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really, really dug this album down. I really recommend it. However, recommending it to people, it is unfortunately such a dark heavy album that yeah. it would really only kind of if you're into the heavy stuff it should be right on top of your pile but it's so hard to have this as a transition album whereas I think some things like um, I found with symphonic element bands like um, we did uh, that band last year that um, uh, with uh, those Greek guys I think it was um, Greek guys oh Codex uh, uh, Omega that band oh okay uh, not, not Flesh of Apocalypse. Flesh. Flesh, yeah. With that album there, it was much easier to recommend that. This album is really just not for the faint of hearted. And again, I'd recommend it to anyone who's into the real extreme size of metal, but that'd be about it. However, it should be behind the list. Yes, and in the words of Watain, the fire, the fire, the fire, something about Satan. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> all you need to know. And if that doesn't prick your interest in the album, then like... Are you even metalhead? Go to the Grammys. Like, honestly, just <laughs> get out of our lives and enjoy your crappy... Ed Sheeran talk about girls and relationship problems that he doesn't have anymore because he has lots of money. Yeah, funny that because he did have those problems when he was poor. <laughs> oh. oh, with that, we're at the end of our show. Thanks, guys, for listening. We are good to be returning back to hearing uh, actual uh, music again. If you guys want to check us out, you know, make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash supermiddlebro and send us a like. Give us uh, some questions and some ideas for news stories and stuff, or even an album you want us to review. Yeah. You know, we're heading into now January. We're at the end of it now. So, we should be starting getting a lot of people releasing a lot of albums and uh, yeah, just let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, so thanks for listening and uh, please share our page as well. It'd be great. And with that, I am Super Metal Brother Matt and I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the next week. <laughs>